Voice Live from CES is an official event within the greater CES program, where the world's top brand leaders will share insights about how they are engaging customers through voice-enabled devices in our homes, cars, hotels, and more. To learn more about how you can be a sponsor, speaker, or attend Voice Live from CES, visit voicesummit.ai slash CES. That's voicesummit.ai slash CES. Today, you'll hear voice consultant at Conversational Theater, Cam Tate, talk about how a small business can use voice to monetize, plus why celebrities and professional athletes can and should create a voice experience and questions they should ask themselves to start the process. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts. And today, my guest is Cam Tate, a voice consultant at Conversational Theater, a division of Cantu Holdings. Welcome, Cam. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, you are working in a very interesting space in voice tech, which you kind of do this combination of working with a lot of small businesses, as well as the celebrity and professional athlete space. And so I want to start our conversation with the small business space first. And I'm sure, as you know, there's a lot of small businesses that don't always have the time or the money or the resources to invest in the next thing. And obviously, voice is not only here but it's also kind of the next thing. And voice really reminds me of when social media first started. You know, people are kind of like, what is this? I'm not sure what's going to happen. And now it's something we utilize every day in our life and in business. So you've worked with some smaller businesses such as boutique gyms, yoga studios, and wineries. Can you talk a little bit about what it is that they were looking for from a voice experience and what you helped them to develop? Yeah, I think kind of even taking a step back from it being voice per se, the small businesses were looking for an opportunity to automate their business. So I've done some consulting in the world of insurance. And one of the key takeaways from that world is what you don't do, you outsource. So I tie that back to the experiences of these small businesses. Of I feel like they've outsourced and automated through Alexa to improve their business outcomes. The initial conversations with these small businesses is that they had issues in terms of connecting with their audience. And they really, at a macro level, were looking to automate their business to solve those problems. That's what I brought through to them of uh, solutions through Alexa to help automate their business and create better customer experiences. Now, can you give us an example of maybe something you did with one of the businesses? Yeah, sure. So worked with the yoga studio in Pittsburgh, for example, Live Well Yoga. And so the owner, the business colloquially is known as Gina and the Go on the Go in Pittsburgh. And the reason being is even though Gina has her studio, she does a lot of private sessions throughout Pittsburgh. And what she was finding was when clients needed to reschedule, she was getting a lot of missed texts or a lot of missed phone calls or her scheduling system on her website would update, but she wouldn't be updated in real time or until after an appointment. And so in talking to her, one of the ideas we came up with was why not leverage voice technology to help make things easier and automate it for your clients? And so what we did is we created an API to tap into one, her scheduling system to let her clients schedule appointments, reschedule appointments, and buy more packages. But even beyond that, we were able to let clients know if their packages were running low, if there was any changes in the gym schedule that day due to the weather in Pittsburgh, and also what to be prepared for for class if they were going on to the next phase of their exercise, uh, what to be prepared for. Uh, that day and what to bring to class. And so it's been a really strong response from our clients. 
and has definitely increased business for her. You know, and that's something I think a lot of brands don't think about, big or small. They're always thinking like it has to be this huge experience for everybody to be accessing. But I love that you and the people you worked with really focused on this internal problem she was having to help her save time and increase her revenue. How did you kind of do that and work that so there was kind of a monetization piece? Because again, that's a big question a lot of businesses are asking. Yeah, I think in particular of the case of this yoga studio, she was losing revenue because some appointments needed to reschedule and they weren't getting rescheduled. Or in the case of when packages were running low, those things weren't being communicated in real time. So I think, again, going back to looking at it from the realm of automation and things that as a small business owner, what can you outsource to Alexa in a way? And so that's why I was able to grow monetization. The spin we added to it, though, in terms of just improving marketing operations through voice was we did add a merchandise channel to her voice skill. And so Gina's been working with select artists around Pittsburgh to create exclusive merchandise for her channel, like yoga pants and hoodies. And so those are also items that her clients can only get through her voice channel. So that was another way that we drove monetization for her. So how does that work? Somebody will say, Alexa launched this skill, and then they're able to just purchase anything? I mean, how does that kind of work? So somebody understands it if they've never done it before. Yeah, absolutely. It's an in-purchase skill. So they launched the skill. We've made them aware of the products through uh, using own social media channels for the yoga studio that, hey, this hoodie has just launched. So when they launch the skill through Amazon Pay, they're able to purchase uh, merchandise. And so with Amazon Pay, your credit card information and delivery information is stored. So it's a very easy purchase process. And so is the Amazon Pay linked up to something else she's using to sell her merchandise or her classes? It's actually just linked to her skill. And so that's how her members are able to make purchases of both more classes as well as merchandise. I love this. I think chatbots I've used personally, and I used to own a dance studio. And I remember when I did the chatbot and and did the strategy and same thing, how much time it saved me how much high quality leads, how many things that happened. And now voice is kind of this next level. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about this, about how this can help internally. And it seems so small, yet for a small business, again, saving time, someone else is saying, hey, this studio is doing it, the other person isn't. And they can just do it with their own voice, with their Alexa skill so easily. Yeah, you know, I think in terms of taking a step back, uh, voice is just very powerful. Carrie, I've known you for less than 10 minutes, but I'm very comfortable around you. So I'm going to share a secret with you. You can get an exclusive today. I was a Boy Scout and my closest friends don't even know that. But one of the best parts of being a Boy Scout was being around a campfire and telling stories. And I think one of the most captivating phrases that anyone could say around the campfire is, let me tell you a story. And it's in that moment when you hear that phrase, cognitively, you feel ready to learn, ready to be entertained, ready to listen and overall consume content. And so even though for for the yoga studio, we really played up the ability to automate, we really did also put forth the fact that when people are engaged with Alexa, they're open to learning about what's going on at your gym. They're willing to be entertained by your mindful meditations if you want to send one. They're willing to listen to the perspective of what's going to go on at their next session. And so that's really in terms of the experiences that we're trying to craft here at Conversational Theater. We're trying to bring people to the campfire, so to speak, and, and craft that voice experience. Yes, that makes so much sense. And like I said, I think it's a topic that most people are not talking about. They're always thinking kind of huge companies and this big thing, but how it can kind of help 
the everyday person is a whole nother level. So the other thing that you are really passionate about is helping celebrities and professional athletes control their narrative through their personal voice channels. And you were telling me earlier that recently Bobby Flay and friends, they are launching a voice channel. Can you talk about what that is supposed to look like as far as you know, and why the voice is something that celebrities and athletes should be looking into? Yeah, I I think to start with your second question, you know, for me, it actually started in the world of politics. And regardless of where your politics sway, I think it's interesting in terms of how politicians have used social media. So in my opinion, I think Obama gave us the blueprint on how to use social media to grow awareness and to garner votes and, and likes. And I thought our current president, Trump, took it to the next level in terms of just controlling the narrative, uh, coining or at least popularizing the term fake news. If something was said about him in the press, he would just tell his base, hey, this is fake news and don't believe it. The next step for me, what I see for candidates in 2020, is being able to own your narrative through voice. And I always use the analogy of, to me, it's like real estate. Uh, whereas if you go on you know, CNN, Fox News, or MSNBC, you're a candidate sharing the stage with what? you know, seven or eight other candidates, then you have to speak to the pundits at a desk where it's five or more. With your voice channel, you own that. And that's an opportunity to speak directly to the public, to share your views, to share your policy. And so that was some of the consultant work I was doing earlier this year uh, in terms of the political realm. And the more I worked on it, I said, you know, a lot of this actually makes sense for celebrity and influencers. So talk a little bit about this Bobby Flay thing and kind of what, again, I know you're not working on it personally, but what do you think they're trying to do and how that kind of acts as an example of what other celebrities and creators in the space can do? I think it's just a brilliant idea. I think cooking and voice speakers go hand in hand. So for those who don't know, Bobby Flay is launching, and I didn't work on it. I just think the idea is genius, a subscription-based Amazon Alexa service. And it's not just Bobby Flay. It's also going to be Rachel Ray, Alton Brown, and other chefs. And they're actually going to be giving cooking lessons on the channel. And you can follow along. Uh, you can buy ingredients or it gives you the shopping list of what to buy. You can ask questions and get real-time feedback from these celebrities. So I think, again, that's just unprecedented type of access to celebrities and the type of feedback that you're going to get. And being able to learn something as well, I think going back to that campfire, right? I'm open and I'm cognitively ready to listen and consume content and learn something and be educated. So I just think it's a really smart idea by Bobby Flay and friends. And if a celebrity or an athlete is kind of new to voice and they're thinking like, okay, this is something that I could use to help build my brand or monetize what I do, but they don't really know where to start. Do you have maybe some actionable tips or some questions they should ask themselves to kind of discover an idea that they could kind of build a little bit with a company? That's a great question. You know, where I always start, whether it be an athlete or a brand is, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Everyone, every brand, uh, every influencer and every athlete has a social media presence. So usually where I start when I have these conversations is let's look at what you're posting on Twitter and can we voiceify that? Let's look at your website and how often you update that. Is there information that you need to get out to the public? So I, I do think part of innovation is sometimes we overthink things versus looking at our current assets and what can be leveraged. But I do think in terms of, again, any brand, influencer, or athlete, you need to figure out what is it that you want to message, right? So if you're going to do your own channel as an athlete, is it going to be about giving real-time updates about the game or what's going on in season? 
or is it more about showing more of your personal life and your other interests outside the game? So I think once you kind of figure out those content pillars, things naturally gravitate. And so that can be either in kind of a skill and experience or it could be a flash briefing. Correct. Yeah. You know, one of the ideas, and I didn't get to pitch him, but one of the ideas we were throwing around at the start of Major League Baseball season was Mike Trout, who is, you know, arguably the greatest baseball player ever, definitely the best of his generation. But wouldn't it be cool if you just got a flash briefing every day of Mike Trout going to the baseball park every day and he's kind of telling you what he's expecting to see from today's pitcher, today's matchup. And for diehard baseball fans, you know, I think that would be really interesting. Whereas kind of reframing the opportunity, I look at someone like PJ Tucker in the NBA, he's a big in the fashion and he's known as the NBA's biggest sneakerhead. And I just always thought of the idea of PJ Tucker never wears the same sneaker twice throughout an 82 game season. He's always wearing something exclusive and hard to find. And I'm just wondering, like, why wouldn't a sneaker boutique partner with him for literally to say, hey, Alexa or hey, Google? I want to buy the sneakers that PJ Tucker is wearing today. So I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities for athletes to kind of show more of their personal side, whether their love of sneakers or delve more into the game as the idea I mentioned with Mike Trout. Yeah, well, you definitely have a lot of creativity and I love that you're really kind of thinking outside of the box and sharing some different ways that maybe people haven't really thought about voice, especially in the space of celebrities and athletes, but also again, for the everyday business owner, how this can be useful and helpful. Where can people learn more about you or the company you work for if they have questions and they want to connect with you? Yeah, if I can give you my uh, information in the show notes, part of Cantu Holdings, the Charles Cantu company, and you can definitely reach me at Cam at ComboTheater.com. And I'm always interested in just having a conversation. I'm passionate about the space. So even if there's no budget or no opportunity, uh, very happy just even to grab coffee. You never know where things might lead. And one of the things I've been doing a lot on this show, because part of getting people to be more involved in voice is getting them to understand, you know, there are so many different skills and flash briefings and experiences out there. And so I really want each guest that I have on the show to kind of share with us one that they are really enjoying or really loving right now. So is there a skill or flash briefing or experience in voice that you are very excited about at this point? Yeah. So two come to mind to answer that question. And I think kind of theme throughout our conversation, I think the monetization on voice devices is really underutilized. I will just give the example of I paid my cell phone bill uh, two days ago. I know that's not exciting and that's not going to get a lot of clicks to this podcast, but I bring it up to the fact that I had to log in, be re-verified, get a text to my phone that it was me trying to pay my phone bill. And I just kind of thought, what nice Samaritan is would be looking to find me? But I bring that up to say it's such a multi-step process. And I know next month when I go to pay my phone bill again, I likely will encounter the same experience or a very similar experience. And I think with voice of the fact that your credit card information is stored, your address is stored, and it's activated by your voice, brands really love to do more purchase through voice. So I think that that's a really easy win for both larger brands and small businesses. But the two examples that I mentioned really do a great job, I think, of honing in on monetization. So the first example for me would be the Children's Miracle Network. It's a nonprofit. So again, tying back to, and I didn't do the skill, so I don't know their budget, but the point is they're a nonprofit. So again, I think everyone should be on voice. It doesn't have to be a major brand. But it allows you actually to make donations of, I believe, $5 or more through Amazon Alexa. And all you have to say is, Alexa, please open the Children's Miracle Network skill. And I want to make a donation. 
So that can all happen in a moment's notice. The second would be kayaks. And I think kayaks is a little bit more involved because I say that in the sense of if I don't have a set budget for kayak, it's actually perfectly fine. I can open up the app and say, kayak, I want to go to you know, Miami Beach for $800. Can you give me options? And the skill actually talks back to me in terms of what flight I can take, which rental car, which possible hotel if I need one. And I just think it's a great experience. You know, previously, I think we all kind of went down the kayak or travel zoo black hole of trying to plan a trip. And the fact that you can do it with, you know, no device in your hand, not having to look at the screen, and it flows like a conversation is just a really nice user experience. I have not heard of either of those. So I'm glad that you did that because especially in the travel space, that is another great opportunity for voice. Because like you said, you can just talk it out. You don't have to do all the research. It saves you time. So I'm going to check that one out myself. Thank you so much, Cam, for sharing your creativity, your passion, and your knowledge on our topics today. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me and all the best in the future. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.